0: Hello, my little love bugs. It's Julie, back with another episode of You're in Charge. And this is, I believe, take three on this episode. First one, I will get into a little bit from now. That was only 15 minutes, and it was about four days ago. And I ejected that out of there. And today was, I think, 45 or 50 minutes long. And come to find out by one of my dedicated listeners, thank you, Gina, that the recording was bunk, that the technology flaked in and out. So I have tested my earbuds and hopefully they are in working order. The test worked, but we'll see what happens from here on out. And it's been a while since you've heard from me um, it's been about a month and I've had this episode in mind pretty much for the last three weeks. And every time I thought I had the full workings of it, another component would drop into place. And so I just had to let it be. So let me start off today with a Walk down memory lane of a movie back in the 90s, 1995, 96, uh, with Helen Hunt called Twister, where she is heading up a team of tornado chasers. And rightly so, it's called Twister. Um, So in this one scene, she and her partner, Bill, are um, crossing... A, a road that is um straddled no not straddled not what i'm looking for it is in between two bodies of water small bodies of water and they the tornado that they are chasing is just a little ways ahead of them not far at all and they get in to the, they're in their truck and they are driving across this bridge Driveway, road type thing. And Helen Hunt realizes that they are in the core of the tornado. Now, the core is not the body of the tornado. It's not where all of the stuff is twirling around, but it's darn close. So they're going across. She mentions they're in the core and they know that they have to get across this before the tornado actually does scoop them up. So debris is flying and twisting in the actual tornado right ahead of them. And she very cavalierly states, cow, as a cow, goes spinning by their windshield just off the hood of their car. And then they are discussing how they're going to get out of this because they can't back up. And the tornado is... Pretty much blocking them from moving. So they're trying to go as fast as they can. And in that time, the tornado keeps spinning. And she says again, Another cow. And Bill says, Nope, think that's the same cow. So that is the metaphor that I'm going to continue today's episode with. Now, The twister being your emotions and the chaos of them and also kind of the circumstances around those emotions, too. You know, um, the people, the stories, the things that occur that create the tornadic experience. But the core is just outside of that where you can see everything that's happening, but you're not in it. And that's the more peaceful place. So how do you stay peaceful during all of the chaos? Well, let me roll back about 3 or 4 weeks and I'm always using I'm always I'm always my own science experiment when it comes to this stuff. I I live my life to grow. I didn't always have this motive in mind but it just seemed to occur that everything that I would go through somebody would inadvertently be asking me about later on for themselves and I'd be like oh well hey I went through that when I did then this is what I learned so that seems to be one of my purposes in life so here I am studying my own life wanting to grow, wanting to be in that peaceful place, wanting to not be in the chaos of a tornado. And yet I found myself in the chaos of a tornado, not just one, but like three that were all converging at the same time, all of them bringing up anger. And I, and I had to step back and go, okay, what's up? How come all the anger is is showing itself? So I stepped back and reviewed my circumstances and and some of this anger was um actually resulting in rage and if you haven't been aware if you haven't been with me long enough to know first off anger is a secondary emotion it is always the bodyguard to sadness and hurt so when you are angry it's because some part of you is protecting a hurt Or a saddened part of yourself when we experience rage however that is that's long long long-term anger and that stuff when we experience rage it's because a boundary was crossed when we were a child and unable to protect ourselves healthy anger comes right in the moment it is when somebody does something and boom it you snap to and you have that angry moment right then and there if you're angry after the fact then it's more of the defensive mechanism so anger like anything has its use but it can quickly roll out of control and all right, so experiencing the anger, and forgive me for blinking out here. This is this is the third time I've been recording this, so so I'm I'm just trying to make sure that I've got all my pieces in place, and and I actually think it was probably meant to not be heard, because as soon as I was done recording it, I was milling about, going on with my day. And I realized that there were a few things that I kind of dropped the ball on and and didn't follow through. And I think they were important. So hopefully I can touch base on those. But anyway, here I am, angry and even rageful a few weeks ago. And in theory, I have the right to be angry. But like any emotion, it's not your emotions are not, um, what, what is the word that I'm looking for? Convincing. Um, your emotions won't help other people. If that makes any sense, what I mean by that is when we're angry, when we're sad, when we are in love, infatuated, when we are happy like, it's, It doesn't convince people to do anything or to be a different way. It just informs you. They're there to inform you. So if you're holding your emotions in a way that's like, look at me, I'm angry. Do something about this. Or look at me, I'm sad. Do something about this. Or at me. I'm happy. Come join me. It's not going to convince people. It'll probably just really irritate them or drain them. And I've been there and I've done that. And that's why I can say all of these things. And I didn't know I was doing it. I didn't realize that I was doing it when I do it. I just didn't know another way. So How do we use this, this whole metaphor is to use our emotions to take control, to take charge of your life in a more conscious and more effective, empowered way. So here's the anger that I was experiencing. And I had to reel back, chill myself out, stay away from people for a while and undo, like kind of reverse engineer what was happening. So I thought I got to a good place. I thought, okay, it's been a couple of weeks. I've got this down, whatever. And I thought I had the whole episode pulled together. So I sat down to record it about four or five days ago and I got about 15 minutes into it. And I realized intuitively this, this isn't gelling. This isn't, something's missing. And i didn't know what and so i got off the recording and i deleted it and then i got angry and went huh there it is again i thought i had cleared all of this anger thought i had worked with this i thought i sat with myself and i had done that but here it was again so i hadn't cleared it entirely so why did i mention that whole scene at the beginning because cow. Nope. That's the same cow. So here I was frustrated over an episode and really that's what it was. It was frustrated. and was angry with myself. But why was I angry with myself? Like, so what? So the episode didn't come together. All right. Well, I had an expectation. I thought it was going to come together and I thought it was going to look like ABC, whatever. It didn't. And so I was mad at myself for that, but that wasn't getting me anywhere. That wasn't doing anything. And then I look back a few weeks prior to that and the reasons that I was angry, I have good reason to be angry. People that I love are being hurt. Other people that I love are hurting me. Um, there's, there's a lot of stuff that I could just say, yeah, this, this is why I'm angry. This is why I'm bitter. This is why I'm, you know, sad or hurt. And this is why I'm not going to see people. And this is why, you know, all of those things could occur and have in the past. And yet it doesn't help a thing. It's still there. Those emotions are there. Those circumstances are there. They did what they did. I'm responding the way that I'm responding. They're responding the way that they're responding or reacting, whichever way you want to put it. And yet, here's some circumstances that aren't changing. So what happens when we don't deal with our emotions? When when we see that cow come flipping around just off the hood of our vehicle You can try to philosophize about why the cow is there or you can try to react, respond, plan how the cow is going to get out of there. But the cow is still there. How it got there doesn't really matter. How it's gonna get down also doesn't really matter. But here's what you can pretty much guarantee. How that cow gets down isn't your concern. But when it comes down, it's going to be messy. And that is the thing that our minds, our egos are trying to avoid. However, there is no avoiding it. Life is painful. Life is messy. Life is chaotic. And we can't plan for everything. We try. We would like to think that we can, but we can't. And our minds, our egos, do not enjoy that. They want to know. The ego wants to know how everything's going to play out. It wants to know that it's got control. And it doesn't. So we have to tame the mind and tame the ego. But you can't tame it the way that it works. You can't tame it through the mind. And yet that's the only way we're taught. No, not the only. It's the 90% way that we are taught. And there's a slim 10% of, of people, maybe even less that teach from a different Avenue. And we have to come from a different Avenue. We have to come from the soul. So that's the core of the tornado. That's where you're there, but you're not in it and you're at peace, There's, and what's available in the core? Trust, faith, peace, love, joy, freedom. And not freedom like our egos think freedom where you can go out and have sex with everything that moves. You can try the drugs. You can do the drinking, like binge drinking. You can do all these things and I'm free to be me and screw you and that type of idea. That's not freedom. That's an ego idea of freedom. True freedom is knowing yourself and knowing yourself is being in the moment in the here and now, and knowing that you can handle anything that's going to come your way. But a lot of us don't know that we can handle that. And you also have to be put to the test to understand that once you get through whatever that is, whatever that trial, that tribulation, that challenge, that issue is. You have to get to the other side to look back on it and go, oh, right. I got through that. So if you're here listening to this so far, you have come through every challenge that's been put in front of you in your life. But maybe it's not the way that you want things to be. Maybe you still aren't fulfilled. And maybe happiness is eluding you. Or is it? So... What I'm looking at is the anger and the rage that comes up or the emotions that repeat would be a better way to put that because this is just my circumstance in this moment. And so that's why I'm using that one as, a, as an example. But when our emotions are on a loop, everything is cyclical. And there's always a pattern to our, our lives and our emotions and life in general. I'm not, like I said, I'm a, I'm a little bit off because I've recorded this and now there's a little bit of a difference, so it's a little later in the day. Um, but anyway, you have to step back in order to see the pattern. And that in and of itself is actually like the ability to step back and look at your life objectively, curiously, that will set you into the core versus into the spin with the cow and whatever other debris is flipping around. So we have the ego, which gets your mind going. And is only through the mind. It's a very linear process. It's black and white. It's right and wrong. There's a duality to it. There's always a, an opposing thought. The, there, well, you can't do it this way. You must do it this way. The, um, the, there's a fear underlying it, a fear-based thinking that the ego wants us to believe to keep the status quo. But the soul is the core of it all. And that is trust, faith, love, joy, peace, freedom. Those are the things that it's like, how do you get to those? Because there's no clear way. There's no linear way to get to those. And you cannot get to them the same way that you get to the emotions, which is through the mind. However, the mind and the body are bridges to the soul, the body in particular. So the mind and the emotions are connected and they're there to send you signals. The emotions are the road signs, road signs along your route. They're there to denote, Okay. Speed up, slow down, stop, you know, there's, there's some, you know, rocks falling, like whatever road signs you can imagine, you have emotions to attribute to those. And they're there not to set up camp with, not to live with at all times, but to just say, hey, yep, more of this, less of this. Go this direction, that direction, you know, it's a detour. It's, it's, a, it's a full stop. It's road closed, you know. Those, they're just signals. But you have to pay attention to your signals. So my signals a month ago were anger and even coming up to rage. So I had to sit down and be with that. I have to acknowledge, and I don't have to, you don't have to either. This is a choice. And when you get to these, you have to, no, again, you don't have to. There's an acknowledgement. If you want to move on, if you want to grow, if you want to learn from this, then you sit with it. If you want to suppress, you want to stay in that loop and you want to dismiss the patterns and just keep cows revolving off the hood of your vehicle, or worse, onto the hood of your vehicle, or worse, you know, insert whatever visual you want, then ignore them. By all means, ignore your emotions. Suppress them. Do whatever. Your soul is going to win. Your soul knows better. It's your intuition. It's your gut instincts. These are the things that are guiding you. And when you are uncomfortable, when you are incredibly sad, incredibly angry. Um, and these things are on repeat. That discomfort is your soul working through your body to say, hey, wrong direction. Go the direc- this direction, go this way, and you will feel better. Probably not immediately. Because like most people, facing our emotions is scary and painful. And in the male genre in particular, there's a fear that if you sit down with your emotions, if you have those emotions, if you express anything other than the accepted emotions, the ones where you are either happy or angry, even rageful, like those are male accepted emotions, fine, but if you get into anything else, love or sadness or... Anything that's like considered soft. Mm-mm. Nope, that is Pandora's box, man. That is opening the floodgates, and I'm never going to be able to shut them down. Nope, kind of scary. Well, that's where you would be wrong because I'd like you to ask yourself if you're worried about that Pandora's box being opened, I'd like to ask you, where are you in relationship? to Pandora's box. I'll take a second here. Are you in Pandora's box or outside of it? Because the answer I think you're going to find is you're already in Pandora's box. If you open it, then you can sort through it. It's already a mess. These things are already going to happen. Think about like when you deep clean something. I don't, Give a hoo-ha what it is that you're cleaning. If it's your garage, if it's your kitchen, if it's your your bedroom closet, it doesn't matter. But sometimes when you have to deep clean, whether you're moving or a pipe burst and it, you know you've got whatever, you it all has to come out, and then out into the middle of the room, and it creates a huge mess. And then you start to put it back systematically. Well, the quicker you do that, the quicker you Pull all that stuff out and look at it, the easier it is. But it's unavoidable. It's either coming out by you looking at it or it's coming out by it forcing its way in. Your ego is not stronger than your soul. I don't care how strong you are physically. I don't care how strong you believe you are mentally. Your soul is going to win every single day. Time. Don't believe me? All right, give it a go. And keep suppressing. And what's going to happen is you will blow up every relationship that you have. And if you don't blow up those relationships, you will get physically ill in some way, shape, or form. And go ahead, just use your own examples for that. So, anyway, there's a process of getting from ego into soul out of the twister and into the core and it de- it's not comfortable but there's a bridge in between the ego and the soul you cannot get to the soul through ego okay sorry if I'm repeating myself but the first thing that you have to do is you look at your twister and you say, okay, here it is. I've got these emotions. I've got these circumstances. This is what is going on. You can be mad, sad, happy, it doesn't matter what the emotion is, but that is what's happening. That's an acknowledgement, okay? That is, now the next level is accepting and saying, okay, I can't change these circumstances. They've happened. And you might think that you can try to prevent future circumstances, which may or may not be the case, but the way to truly prevent them is to know yourself and to deal with your own inner self, being aware of your emotional state, being aware of your boundaries, being aware of what you... Bring to the table what you are not willing to accept and how you're going to move. Now, the the next step is a letting go because you have to accept first and then let go of whatever it is that was holding you back. Now, that seems simple, but let let me put a little bit more to my example of why this episode has been taking so long to come out because here I was with my anger and sitting with it and seeing what it had to show me but my ego had attached to it a timeline, an expectation, this should be done by now, whenever now was and that was, you know, a week ago, I should have been done, but I wasn't done. And so I found that out when I went to record the episode, and it wasn't happening. So there are things that we have going on in our lives that still need to unfold, whether it's allowing something to rise to the surface, another emotion, another circumstance just being compassionate with yourself and allowing that to happen. So would you, would you sit with a friend, but you don't allow yourself to sit with that same emotion that you would sit with the friend about? Because how we treat ourselves is really, really important. And it's not given enough weight in the world, but there's a self-love that needs to happen. And ooh, icky self-love and and then, oh, you mean going to get my nails done or the bubble bath or, you know, going out and hitting a bucket of balls at the golf range or whatever. No. Self-love is creating boundaries. It's having sympathy and compassion and empathy for yourself, for Doing the best that you could back then, whenever then was, that you made a mistake. That things didn't work out the way that you wanted them to work out. Whether it was losing a job, failing a test, losing the relationship, um, having a fight with somebody. It just, you did the best that you knew how. Now, do you know more today? If so, great. If not, how can you learn from those circumstances? Because that's what they're there to tell you. They're there to show you how you can learn and grow and be something more for yourself and for others, but really for yourself. It's the ultimate oxygen mask. So There you are seeing the cow come around, or maybe you haven't seen it yet, or maybe you haven't realized that it's the same cow coming back around because it's hard to see that pattern. It takes a lot to be able to disconnect enough from our emotions and recognize that our emotions are not who we are. They're just road signs along our journey. So step back enough to see, okay, what do I need to see here? And just in doing that, you're stepping into the core. As soon as you become curious, that helps to restructure how you approach things. It gives things more color. It doesn't become black and white. It doesn't become linear. It says, all right, maybe there's an option here that I'm not seeing and if you yourself can't see it maybe there's somebody else nearby that can we're hardwired to need community to need a tribe to need other people and yet we're instructed whether literally or in the unwritten rules in the unset unspoken rules of our cultures to to just say no you should just do this independently. You should be fine just as you are. Suck it up, buttercup, or you know, walk it off, or whatever the line is that says you need to do this on your own. And actually, we're even taught that with tests, like standardized tests in school. Don't cheat. Don't look at somebody else's paper. And yet, that's the very thing that we need. Sometimes we need to collaborate. Sometimes the thing that we're working on would be better understood by somebody who clearly understands it. And you're trying to get it, but you're just being tested on it. So you're freaking out that you're not going to give the right result. Right results, wrong results, it's illusionary. It's a a fear-based lack mentality and that is one that's a construct of the ego we if there's a duality it's ego if there's a unification if it's a unified collaborative thought process one that has multiple access points to finding a solution then that is more of the soul-based thinking and where i'm going with this yeah it's interesting because as i was finishing up the episode the second time that i've recorded this the 45 or 50 minute version i didn't quite know how it was going to end and that's that's like both good and, and bad and right and wrong and you know it's it, it is it's whatever it is The ego wants us to think that we've got everything figured out and we don't have everything figured out. So what do we do when we don't have it figured out? When we don't know the answers, the ego will do one of two things. It will distort it or it will reject it entirely. And what happens if we go back and look, at something, someone, a circumstance, a, I, I don't know, an opportunity that we once had. If we look at it through curiosity instead of assumption, and I know this, and this is certain, and they were out to get me, or I know he or she cheated on me, or there was this lie that was told, or. Whatever, what if you didn't know? What if you reel back, look at the situation and just allow the possibility, just even the thought of the possibility that you might not have known? You're stepping into the core. And that is the shift that helps you to come to that peaceful, loving, truly free, trustworthy, trusting, faithful place inside of yourself. And whenever we look outside of ourselves, say with the standardized testing, hey, did I get an A on that test? Terrific. What does that mean? Yay, you got a gold star. Okay, what Is that gold star going to get you in your life? Where's that going to bring you? Because it's really the information that within that test, did you know how to learn the topic that was being tested on? Do you know how to research to find better answers? Because there is no end to the answers. Let's say it was a science test. Science is always evolving. We're always learning more and more. And, you know, at one point they thought that the world was flat. Mm, Not so much. At one point we thought Pluto was a planet. Hmm. Nope. Not so much. I don't know how you rescind the title of planet, but we apparently did that. So there's an evolution. What you learned in history was a perspective of history. There's still more to learn because there are other perspectives. But if you only think there's one perspective, your perspective, the perspective that was taught, that's the ego mind. The thing that you want is to. Well, there's nothing wrong with the ego mind. There's nothing wrong with the soul mind. There's nothing, or is that is that a contradictory term? <laughs> I'm not sure. Is that an oxymoron? Might be. But as long as we learn from other people, there are. They're dark entities. There are light entities. We have dark and light within us at all times. It's when we choose not to learn that the least growth happens. doesn't mean growth doesn't happen. It just might mean that it doesn't happen for that person. So it's a choice. And that's what this whole podcast is for, really, is I'm hoping that you find more choice in your life, more empowerment, more consciousness to how you can empower yourself, how you can respond versus react to people, how you can approach your day-to-day world and think differently so that you can Be more at peace and more free, true freedom to true power is, is knowing you're going to be okay. That as you approach new relationships and new jobs and new opportunities, and maybe you move towns or countries, maybe, you know, who knows what your life is going to bring you. But true power is knowing that you can handle it. You can do this. You can learn a new language. You can learn to deal with difficult personalities and survive. You can learn a new trade. You can learn a new hobby. There's always something more for you to do if you want. Or you can stay in the twister. And you can be tussling with that cow as you flip all the way around really fast, really slow. It's okay. Wherever you're at, it's a choice. You don't have to be where you are right now forever. Actually, you can't be. Something's going to change. Whether you want it to or not. You're... Let's say you stayed in the same house your whole life. That house is functioning, you know, water's pumping through it or around it, whether it's being rained on, snowed on, you know, indoor plumbing, all this stuff. Everything man-made fails at some point. It's just a fact. We can't make anything that is 100% effective. It will always need replacing. If it's a musical instrument, it will need tuning. If it's glassware, it'll probably break or chip eventually. And it's just going to change. So if you stayed in that room, in that house, it's going to deteriorate around you. It's going to need fixing. If it needs fixing, you either learn how to do it yourself or You're going to have to call somebody to help you out. That's what I mean. Life changes whether you want it to or not. You're going to have to be involved with other people at some point. Your hand gets forced. It's just the way things go. So as you go through your day, look to see what your emotions are. Are they the same emotions? Maybe you've got just a little post-it note or a dry erase board or calendar or something that you can just say, okay, this is what I'm feeling. Write down the one word, one word to say how you're feeling, what's going on. Next time you feel it, go back and write it down again and see which ones, see which emotions keep repeating. Then look back and see. Hmm. Am I seeing the same pattern? Is that the same cow going by? What can I do about that? And be gentle with yourself as you do it. Because it's not easy to get into a new thought process. And there will be pain as you pull these things apart. But you can do it. And if you need some help doing it, I'd be more than glad to help you. I can hold the outside of that tornado like nobody else. But anyway, I think, I think this is the end of this episode. I'm I'm not sure. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see if the technology holds up. We'll see if anything else is occurring to me. It just seems to be coming to the end at this point. But I, again, thank you, Gina, for letting me know that the tech was failing and needed recording and or re-recording and I noticed that I wasn't mad this time I wasn't mad at myself just happened to be it's like okay must have been the thing that I needed to do was to add in that component of letting go It, it was a it's a it's a step in the process so it's ego acknowledgement acceptance of that and then letting go of the things, the way we thought about it, the way it was, those letting go of the expectations primarily, the timelines. This is, it It should be done by now. It should be this, you know, any place you've got a should in there. Guaranteed there's an expectation. And so hold that expectation up to the light and see Does it absolutely need to be done at this time? Can I just allow it to be at another time? Did I need to get my college education starting at 18? Can I get it starting at 42? Sure, see what rolls your way and see what you can hold a little more loosely. So, I guess that's it (laughs) and um, Until next time, I'm going to leave you in charge. Take care.